You are listening to Starshot Podcast, a Genesis actual play. I'm Kirby, your host and game master, and this is a poke chapter. This restaurant is a pretty backwater, dusty, like grungy restaurant. Now, it's not a dive by a standard stretch of the imagination, but it's not exactly what we call a fine dining establishment. You know, there are a lot of kind of makeshift booths. The tables are definitely not of all the same type, and they're definitely evidence of what the former use of those tables are, whether they were, you know, cargo containers or little, you know, um, pallets or anything else. Uh, but what's kind of striking about the restaurant is how cheerful the, the demeanor seems to be, or, or the decor seems to be, despite the somewhat less refined nature of it. So uh, on the walls, you see a lot of, uh, there's, a, there's a lot of like little portraits hung on the walls. And unlike a restaurant back in Old Earth, which may display pictures of famous customers, these are more figures that to the average patron would be unknown, you know, anonymous people. But to those uh, who are members of the few, these are kind of, not necessarily leaders, but significant figures of kind of the touchstones of, of the of the, the few's kind of tenets of philosophy. So some are long dead, some are more recently deceased, you know, some are currently alive, but their role in the few is unknown. But there are all these kind of portraits scattered across the, the walls that seem like just kind of, you know, little kitschy artwork to maybe the average patron, but to someone who is in the few that every one of those portraits is well known. So the restaurant is, you know, marginally full for being a little bit after the lunch rush, but it's still filled with the remnants of, of workers and miners who are still at the tail end of their lunch breaks. And that's typically what uh, a restaurant like Amy Fawn's caters to. Now, Amy Fawn's itself is a chain of kelp curry restaurants throughout the colony and throughout Janus uh, that are run by the few. Uh, which is not exactly a secret. It's a, a pretty open secret that these are uh, operations and businesses that the few run. Uh, but nonetheless, it, it may not be the most uh, creative food in the universe. It is still good enough where people are kind of know that Amy Fawns is a consistent, uh, good staple that they can go to whenever they see it and wherever they are in Janus. Uh, at this point, there are only about a dozen locations, but they're scattered, scattered throughout Janus, and they they'll never be found in uh, you know like the high end shopping areas as much as there are around Janus and then the kind of economy that we have, but they're still, uh, they're, they're, they're definitely findable if you know where you're looking. Uh, so this is being, this, this being a typical kind of average afternoon in the middle of the week, middle of the work week, uh, Polk is, you know, you find him, uh, behind the, the register and he is kind of wiping down the counter as he kind of likes to do when he is trying to kill some time when it's a little bit slower and he, but he still wants to make sure that the, the few, who are working at the restaurant with him and under him kind of see him at least doing something. He's kind of, he's kind of a, a member of the whole, like, if you can lean, you can clean philosophy. So that he's kind of trying to be a, <laughs> a, a, a kind of a case in points as, as an example to his, to his workers. Uh, so he, he's, he's, while there are still people coming up to the register and, and paying and, and being tended to the tables, uh, he knows that the, the lunch rush is winding down. And so he's just kind of taking care of some of the more uh, menial tasks around the restaurant. So Polk is, is, a, is a man in his, in his early 50s uh, who still have some of his athletic build from when he was in the military. Uh, but over the, the past 30 years since the initial world fall, he has, you know, become a little more lean, a little more gaunt. Uh, but he's, he's a taller man. He's, you know, he's about six foot two. Uh, and you can, he still has a little bit of wiry uh, kind of it's a steely glare from his from his time in this in the scouts in the military, but his the time his, his time in the wilderness is absolutely it's definitely softened him. Uh, to, you might you might describe him as more of kind of like a, a bushy hippie kind of guy, but still athletic. So he's, he's, his hair is gray, you know, it's a little bit thinner than it was back when he was in the military, uh, but he's cl- he's clearly kept some of those kind of personal appearance tenants, if not entirely, in the ways he keeps himself currently. 
Well, you know what they say about 50. It's, it's new 35 in this universe. Well, except on Warfall, it's new 80 because everyone dies. But I don't know. Maybe they don't. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Who knows? Um, we'll, we'll see. Enough time hasn't passed to uh, determine, determine that just yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so the front door to the restaurant opens, and in walks a young woman with short black hair and light brown eyes. Her skin, however is a soft blue Uh, it's the result of the latest fad that involves consuming a moderate amount of what is being called uh lanja flour Mm -hmm. uh mix uh mixed with a couple of things and it turns the skin uh a verdant blue or purple overnight and it lasts for weeks um judging from how faded this look is it's she's about due for another dose if she's planning on maintaining it uh you know her actually as your uh as liliana or lily for short and she's the town's troublemaker it's it's not a huge town um and anytime she gets into a scrap her grandfather uh your cook bow uh, makes her spend the weekend helping out um and she basically immediately makes a beeline to uh bow who's busy with a few orders in the kitchen and they get into a spat for a minute before she finally resigns and takes up her position as a server she's putting on the apron and she's moving to uh go greet uh, a new table that just came strolling in and you you observe this from your position at the counter right mm-hmm. uh you're wiping down the counter yeah in front of you is a pad just a futuristic tablet and you are currently getting a sensitive notification on your tablets from a counterpart in stepping stone now this is a blanket notification sent throughout all the uh, amy fawn restaurants Mm -hmm. of this world and uh yeah what what do you do uh so i i kind of you know glance over at bow to kind of give him like a look like is everything okay? Like I give him like one of those like, but but still kind of stern and kind of like what's like what's all this about? You know, like because I was, you know seeing Liliana walk in is, is always a little bit distressing to me because you know while Bao is a is an adherent to the to the tenets of the few, his his granddaughter clearly clearly is not uh, as as interested in this in his pursuit. Uh, so I, I, I give him kind of like one of those like, is everything all right looks. Uh, so Bao is honestly just a little bit younger than you he was actually also a officer uh with high command Mm -hmm. um retired uh he's you know him as a very generally chipper talkative guy and he basically he wasn't always a part of the few until like the later years of his career Mm -hmm. uh and he had recently retired just about five short years ago yeah so bow was ex-military he was uh mostly he was an officer. Uh, he was not an enlisted type, uh, but he worked with the grunts, um, the people that would have to be the boots on the ground if things ever went south here on Janus. So he is chipper. He's talkative. Um, he served his 20, and he has retired and now works as one of your uh, head cooks here at Amy Fawn. Bao is Liliana's uh, grandfather. Yes. Um, as we as i think i mentioned Mm -hmm. and yeah he he's this bigger guy who through the uh i imagine there's like a divide between the kitchen and the counter um and he's like peering through he says another fight at school i'm sorry about it Uh, is is it okay 
Uh, now this. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, sorry go ahead. No, I was just um, saying. No, oh, you, you, I was just gonna say that this isn't the first time Lillian has been in here to work as a server uh, for the weekend. It is Friday afternoon, I guess I should specify. Um, and but normally Bao gives you a heads up. Uh, mm-hmm. Today he did not. Yeah. So so like I kind of look at him and like you know Bao was Bao was a pretty. Uh, He's isn't adherent to the to the to the tenets of the, of the few, so he's not he's not exactly uh, uh you know he's, he's well versed in kind of what the general what we value is and what, what we don't. So I got look at him. Guy, talk to you like that. What, what was the, what was the thing they eat again? What, they make it purple or blue? Um, it is a lanja flower. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of mixed in with a couple other components like man-made components. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I'm kind of, I look at him like, like um, I, I raise my eyebrows. Yeah. I'm just like lanja flower again. Vanity, you know, we, no matter how far from we get away from old Earth, like Vanity still finds a way to find us. He shrugs, um, taking down like the latest like order from the little like clothesline, uh, and says, ah, "I'm sure it's just a phase." Um, now I should note that Liliana is not indoctrinated in the ways of the few. Um, yes, she is a teenager on the verge of uh, finally graduating and becoming an adult. Um, that said, she, yeah. Is, is very much that kind of situation mm-hmm. um yeah so, so what would you like to do so the, having kind of you know given uh bow that look i i you know the, obviously the message on my on my future tablet is pretty you know any, anytime any, any communication comes in outside of the restaurant it's it's you know it tends to be something that requires media attention so i i kind of pick the tablet up and kind of put it under my cloth that i was using to, to wash down the counter and walk and walk into a back room okay yeah you have a quaint office in the back um that i would imagine probably like to conserve space like half acts as a storage room um and you say your desk and i assume you open the sensitive notification uh now in the privacy of this back office yeah with, with my door closed and like locked i mean this, this is a i, I take yeah. this duty seriously of course um so what comes up is a message we've talked about before how the off air how the few has a kind of bus service is that the word you want to use to describe it like bus or let's call, let's call it shuttle service yeah okay yeah they have like a shuttle service um that travels uh janice um as a sort of cheap alternative um and certainly more fuel efficient alternative i think mm-hmm. uh, i'll buy a little bit slower right um as there are like no official roads between here and stepping stone to the northeast yeah, so one of these shuttles has gone missing. And the shuttle was... Basically, there's information for the shuttle. Uh, it was it left uh, Stepping Stone at uh, early this morning, like 5 in the morning, like first thing in the morning. Um, and it was uh, designated to make a couple stops, like swing down by the fringes before making a beeline toward uh, West Sand, uh, which is where your restaurant is currently located. Um, and usually most uh, shuttles will stop by Amy Fawn um, when they first arrive to the city. Uh, so this bus was supposed to head to your Amy Fawn uh, as its end destination. Uh, what do you do about that? So I, I guess, is, is there an indication on the tablets of who is, because the, the, the shuttles tend to be filled with about half well, let's, let's say a quarter members of the few, and maybe three quarters members, just kind of average people in the population, typically workers and people of lower of lower means. So, I, I guess the, my question is: is there is there any, any indication in the tablet who 
was on this, was there a, a manifest or anything else about who was on the bus ride? I'm, 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 most, I'm most curious about the people, about the members of the few who might have been on there, but and anybody else I'm also curious about too. If, if, if there's not, it's fine. I'm just curious what else. In this particular ride, um, the only member of the few was the shuttle driver uh, herself, um, a Miss Amy, no relation to Amy Front, or mm-hmm. yeah, uh, no relation to the Amy of this restaurant, uh, but an Amy uh, Nightingale. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she is, she has been a long time, uh, shuttle driver and she's made this route dozens of times, uh, with little to no issue, uh, certainly never going missing. Uh, according to the manifest, there were six passengers on board. Um, would you say it's few policy to like record every passenger or just take a head count? I, I think there are not I, few I, members. I think a head count is fine. Okay. Yeah, there's there's only a headcount for mm-hmm. six members. Thank God I don't have to come up with names right now <laughs> for all six members. Uh, but yeah, there was only six passengers on board. Okay. Uh, so the like the these these particular shuttle rides for the few are you know they're they're in, in the same way that the 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 restaurants are an important source of revenue. The shuttle rides are kind of a, a important source of uh, proselytization. So. On, on the shuttle rides that we you know we pet typically you know we're not we're not gonna sit there and harangue passengers mm-hmm. for for the whole ride but you know, there's, there's there's literature handed out there are pamphlets uh there's there's requests for donations etc cetera, etc cetera. so the idea that one of these shuttles has gone missing is a little bit distressing to 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 uh polk especially because you know the, the amy fawns being the first stop on these shuttles to uh to the west sands or any other destinations it's kind of important for them to drop off people who are potentially customers uh so polk is a little bit i mean this kind of this isn't like a uh red alert but he's definitely a little bit on edge about what he just received and he's, he's curious about getting i i, I am sorry, i should write in the first person i i am i am curious about uh what what the cause of such a disappearance might be because it's very unusual uh so i i would hope that maybe i have is, is sorry i'll keep going you, you go actually uh let's make a roll out of this because mm-hmm. uh, i think it can be interesting um let's go ahead and have you roll your uh society uh huh, and this is going to be an average check, um, which means you're going to be rolling two purple dice. Mm-hmm. Um, have yeah. All right. So oh wow, I got nothing on the purple dice. That's good. Two blanks. Pretty impressive. Uh, I've got two two one success and two of the triangles. Which I forget what those are called. Uh, advantages. Advantages. So two advantages, one success, and that's that's the net. There's nothing on the purple dice. Okay, uh, so order of operations, let's talk about what success uh, looks like for you, and then we'll talk about what those advantages mean, mm-hmm. or might mean, all right? Um, so, uh, you did say you had an advantage, right? Yes. Net success, right? Two, uh, two, two advantages or, and one success. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, so... They gave, like, a last known location. Um, I think with given that there's no like there's only a handful of satellites out there compared to earth right so um really the way that these shuttles check in are just visually checked in and then reported by like few members right um and so the last time the last time anyone's seen this shuttle uh was at a no-name gardens of eden uh research outpost that they had in the fringe in the fringes and then it was on its way to a no-name uh, settlement before swinging around to uh, West Sands. So it never made it to that no-name non-research outpost mm-hmm. of the fringes. Um, now, the reason why I had you make a knowledge check was 
uh, to see if you could recollect anything you know of um, like criminal activity. Like everyone knows that there's underhanded criminal activity in the fringes because it is very much like the Wild West mm -hmm. there. Um, the only like bastions of civilizations are the Guardians of Eden research outposts. The settlements themselves, it it may as well just be a Western there, right? Gotcha. Um, so you're trying to rec recollect. You think that as far as you know, well, I'm not going to say as far as you know, you know that the West Sand Syndicate in that region of the fringe, uh, fringes have been known to kind of uh, swoop by to uh, muscle in on settlers. You've never known them to actually raid a few shuttle, mm -hmm. um, but they seem to have been growing more aggressive in the fringes. Um, okay, and now for the advantages. Advantages are like small side, uh, side positive side effects. Yeah. They are not going to be as good as a triumph. The book describes a triumph as like being more advantages than you can ever roll. Mm -hmm. uh, basically, so what kind of advantage like do you want to have in the narrative here? Like, do you want to be extra? It could be like extra infor information mm -hmm. here, like. Uh, that could be helpful later on. Uh, maybe some sort of opportunity presents itself. Uh, maybe this is just going to give you a boost die for future like investigation purposes. I, I think how about this for, for an advantage? Maybe I, there's I'm passingly familiar with the Gardens of Eden uh, outposts out there. Not necessarily what it's about, but at least it's kind of general uh, location and 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 um, situation. Mm -hmm. And also in that no name settlements. Or, or, or out there, yeah. I, I know, I know of like an uh, another member of the few who I've you know run into a few times who is out at that, not necessarily in the outpost, but in the vicinity of that of that garden to be an outpost. Who I may be able to kind of get in contact with either in person or, or through some other means of communications to ask about you know his if he knows anything about this disappearance. Does that work? Okay, yeah. Okay. Um, I think you send that query along. Mm -hmm. um, I think with how communication with the fringes probably works in this setting, mm -hmm. is. Uh, is that it's not quite instantaneous because due to like building restrictions and restrictions in resources and what those resources are used for, mm -hmm. I think it just kind of breaks down to um, having to work through this relay system that has like a somewhat long delay. Like, gotcha. um, like probably you would get a reply in like another hour, mm -hmm. assuming that you're sending like a voice or not a voice message, but like a text message. Yeah, it's basically um, an encrypted message, just just kind of asking for for further if they have if they saw or that you know the, the yeah. shuttle departs or anything they might have seen on the departure. Yeah, and maybe that that could be what you use the other advantage for is mm -hmm. to get an answer sooner. Uh, sure. Like you flag this encrypted message um, as high priority, mm -hmm. um, and there are obviously members of the few who work for this relay system, and so word gets to your friend sooner. Uh, so rather than hours, is maybe like a hour mm -hmm. before you get a reply. Mm -hmm. You want you want to do that? Yeah, we'll go there. Okay, sounds good. Um, so yeah, with that information in mind, um, and having sent that message off, um, what what do you do? So at this point, without having gotten a reply about that, I, I mean, I, I'm still this is this is still like my day to day job. So I, I kind of yeah, I, I shut the tablet down. You know, I, I put it back in my I, I put it back under the, under the kind of the washcloth I had and, and bring it out with me. And I basically go back to the front of the restaurant and I, I kind of survey the scene and see who's see who's still there and still see who still needs to be served. 
I think what would be really interesting for the audience is if we did a minute by minute um, <laughs> <laughs> sh- uh, uh, overview of your shift. No, um, yeah. So even before you like make it out from the back office, you can hear from that like tiny like little corridor that you're walking out of that uh, there is a little bit of a ruckus going on. Okay. Um, as you walk. Uh, to the front of the house and survey the scene. At this point, uh, there are only like a handful of patrons, right? It, it, it is again like end of the rush hour as you described. Um, there is a new table that has come in and they've been set. Uh, they are very kind of gruff, mm-hmm. rugged uh, in the way that, not like ruggedly handsome, but they've been out in the wilderness it looks like. And more importantly, they are kind of being loud and rude with uh lily who is working as their server um lily at this point is actually um storming off and she kind of actually keeps her head down as she walks by you and Mm -hmm. tries to walk into the kitchen and yeah uh so that's the situation okay so i mean you know i i I put on my kind of best you know turn their cheek face and i I kind of stroll up to the the table of the gruff patrons and kind of ask them you know as cheerily as i can you know can i help a gentleman with anything yeah, we're already being helped, thanks. Actually, you know what? Can we get a round of drinks? You do serve that here, right? Sure, we've got three different kinds of kelp drinks. I can interest you in. We've got light kelp, we have medium kelp, and we have heavy kelp. There is a woman uh, sitting there, um, kind of sidled up uh, beside this uh, slightly older man who has his arm around her, and she visibly makes the uh, gagging sound and like sticks her tongue out. Kelp? Are you serious? I mean, you are in a kelp curry establishment. I hope that wasn't too unclear by the giant uh, dancing kelp mascot outside of our restaurant. Uh, so there is one person at the table who definitely has like a more calm demeanor than uh, his friends here. He looks up um, and just quietly whispers to you, Hey, sorry, we'll try to keep it down. Right, and he kind of shoots a look to the uh, couple across the booth from him, mm-hmm. and you kind of hear like a thud, and you you see the woman like bite her lip. Oh, and yeah, that that person uh, says, "Kelp is going to be fine. Some kelp shots or whatever you got going on." Thanks. I mean, we you want, uh, you want the special? I, I can bundle up the kelp shots with our with our kelp, with our kelp curry, and even a little bit of kelp dessert for you if you like. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. Uh, I kind of write down on my, my little pad what, what they've... I mean, I, I, I pretend to write it down. I, I've been doing this so long where I, it, this is second nature, but the, the writing down the pad is more kind of for, to, for their edification. So I pretend to write something down, and I, I walk back to the to the cook. Uh, I walk back to Bao and kind of look at them and go, you know, one, one, one special, top to bottom. Or sorry, three th- three three specials, top to bottom. Uh, yeah, Bao begins working that, but um, we're actually going to have you make another roll. Uh, let's see. Let's go with Vigilance. Go ahead and roll Vigilance. That's going to be tied to willpower. So what you want to do is, uh, I don't remember, did we give you, we did not give you a point um, in Vigilance. So right. yeah, you're just going to be rolling green. Oh, yeah. I forgot these character sheets just tell you where you're going to roll. Yep. So perfect. Yeah, you're going to roll two greens. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be, this is going to be easy. So it's just going to be one purple. Uh, I've got a negative advantage because I've got two disadvantage and one advantage. And I've got one success. This is the net. So, so negative one advantage, one success. So that's one threat and oh, one, threat, one success? Yes. Okay. Uh, so we're going to start with the success first. So the success here is that as you were walking away, um, mm-hmm. the group uh, who, rather specifically the guy who seemed to be in a rush to just do whatever to get you uh, out, which was ordering, right? Uh, the calm one. 
he leans in and first off he berates everybody he's like hey knock it off you're drawing attention and um he says look we're going to tr- uh we're going to scout fringes tonight we can't hang out here too long we're going to be drawing attention especially with loud mouths like yourself i should also note that you do spy what you think might be like the outline of a gun in that person's uh coat that he's wearing mm-hmm. um, but you're not quite sure um, now threats are negative side effects um, so normally I would come up with a threat but I think it speeds things up when we work together to come up with a threat um, they're on the same level as Avengers just swinging the opposite way right uh, so what do you think a threat here would be I mean is, is it can a threat be something as as uh, existential is like I, I don't know like I, I, I get the idea these are kind of people with maybe bad intentions locally mm-hmm. but I, I have no idea what their affiliation or what their what their intentions are in general is that like enough of a threat or is that not quite just a bit yeah i think we could swing that like because i was going to say if you had asked me um i would have given you a society role to see if like you can identify any sort of gang affiliation mm-hmm. uh but yeah you yeah we could spend your threat to say that you have no clue like obviously yeah these guys are probably never do wells more yeah. likely um but you have no idea like where they kind of fit in that underbelly of society right okay yeah we could do that uh so what do you do um i think at this point you you have reached the back and you do inform Bao that there's an order mm-hmm. um i should note that there is actually uh, four people at the table okay. um oh four so, okay i mean I put, so yeah, I put in four, minor retcon. four specials uh i i so at this point i'm I, you know I, I despite you know i i Liliana is obviously not a member of the few, but she has family in, in the sense. So I, I am kind of concerned about her well-being. So I, I see if she's in the back, okay, somewhere. If she's if she's uh, doing all right. Okay, yeah. She actually uh, she actually went to like as far as she can get on the other side of the kitchen slash back of the house, right? And she has her back turned towards you. She's kind of hanging out by the uh, back like egress door. That's using them the fire mm-hmm. um oh and... perfect. you're talking to an architect i know all about egress doors don't worry okay yeah that's, that's, my bad 90% of my job is designing egress doors they're 10 percent like it's like bricks and shit so her back is angled toward you uh but she is very clearly looking down at something that is not a menu i kind of clear my throat as i get, I get close to her and then i if, if i get her attention I, I kind of like look at her and like you know right there she uh, jumps and she does that thing where she does like turn to address you, but she obviously moves her hands in a way that she's hiding whatever she was looking at behind her back. And um, having, yeah. having seen it as I approached, can I make like a roll to see if I caught a glimpse of something? Uh, yeah, uh, let's go ahead and actually have you roll perception this time. And uh, yeah, I think that's just going to be an opposed roll. And when I say opposed, that means that uh, the negative dice I give you is just set by how good she is at mm-hmm. like hiding stuff. Right. Um, so let's I'm, see. I'm, ye- I'm yellow and green for perception. It is going to be two purples and a red. Would you like to spend a story point to improve your chances, or? No, I, I, th- I think I think I, even if I miss this roll, like I can I, I can maybe try to reason with her one on one. Okay. So, but yeah. it's, it's, it's trying to do it surreptitiously without, but you know, she's a teenager. I don't, I don't want to have to interrogate her about it. A threat, because that's, that's the crosshair. That's the crosshairs, yeah. And I've got uh, whatever the I've got a success, but two failures. So a failure and a, and a threat. I think what happens here is that uh, 
I mean, I don't want to like dictate what you would do necessarily, but the way I'm picturing it is that you're trying to like lean um, in different directions, and <laughs> she's just constantly trying to dodge yeah. um, out of the way, and uh, she very clearly pockets something, mm-hmm. but you don't get to see what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever it is, it's small enough to fit in just one of her pockets, in like a back pocket, um, and I think the threat here. You hear, uh, you hear someone um, out in the front of the house uh, yelling again. They seem riled up. Okay. She took something um, from that table. Uh, I, I kind of give her like this look. I, I, I don't know if Nestor like put the pieces together yet, but I give her this look of like, we'll talk later. My look is saying like, we'll talk later, you know, in a stern parental kind of way. And, and I, I turn 180 degrees and walk uh, back to the front of the house. Um front of the house uh you see that the um couple are now standing up uh the woman is standing there with her arms crossed and the older man that previously had his arm around her um is now like on all fours like looking down underneath the table the guy that was uh more approachable as it were he is rubbing his head like forgetting himself and yelling at this guy are you sure you had it on you when you brought it into the restaurant? Are you, are you kidding me right now? So I, I, having overheard the, but not understanding what the, what the gist of it was, having overheard them talking about some kind of you know nefarious plan, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of getting a sense of what's going on here. So I, I kind of walk over to the table and go, can I help you, gentlemen? I'm, I'm sorry, your food isn't quite ready yet. The guy that's on all fours, he like bumps his head on the table, causing uh, the condiments or whatever to shake, um, and like rubbing the back of his head as he pulls pushes himself out. And it's like, yeah, uh, there's a problem. I think your server over there just swiped something off our table, uh, and you can see Liliana is like uh, kind of peering in the front of the house, but she's still like in the kitchen, like half in the kitchen. I kind of, I kind of push it back to to. to... I look at like I point at Bo, who's, who's still visible through like the pass through, and, and I'm like, I might cook. I mean, he's he's not been in the room at all. Like it's it's. And I certainly haven't taken anything. I'm, I'm sorry, your gentleman can't find what you're looking for. Or you, you gentlemen and ladies can't find what you're looking for. But I, I I'm sorry to say, like I, I don't know what to tell you. All right, go ahead and roll deception. Let's see. That is going to be yellow, yellow and green for me, and whatever you got. Okay, um, I am going to have you do an impose roll, but this time I'm actually going to roll. Um, sometimes we're not going to have, like, for opposed rolls, sometimes both parties aren't necessarily going to roll to speed things up. Um, I think in this case, I think it would be interesting for them to roll. So your difficulty is going to be uh, a whopping uh, one red. Um, I'm actually going to spend a story point to uh, upgrade the difficulty. That means you're going to roll one red and one purple now. But you're, but you're rolling the red and the purple, or am I? I'm, so this is basically two reds. Two reds and a purple are being rolled against my yellow and green. Yep. And then okay. I'm going to roll for them, as I've said. Uh, and their difficulty is set by how good your deception is. So mm-hmm. they're also going to roll against a red and a purple. Okay. How, how um, often do I, for, do I get story points yeah. back? Like how often does regenerate? Uh, you currently have uh, one. I mean, we'll always reset at the beginning of a session yeah. uh, to where you have one, I have one. Mm-hmm. Because I just spent a story point, you now have both story points. Um, you can only spend one on a roll, though. 
Mm-hmm. Um, like I could spend one on the same role. You can spend a uh, one right now on this role if yeah. you'd like to make I, things harder for I, them. I, I think I think in this case because it's like I I really you know I, I don't Liliana's a pretty precocious teenager and I don't, I don't like to see her get into trouble and these are clearly some bad characters. I, like, I I'd rather sort of spend a story point and really try to lean into the story, try to diffuse okay. the situation. Uh, how do you want to spend that story point? Did you want to make it harder for them to detect your lie, or do you want to make it easier for you to lie? Uh, I like to make it easier for me to lie. All right. Uh, then roll two yellows instead of uh, the yellow-green. Um, all right. And I'm going to go ahead and roll for them. They failed in, but got one advantage. Uh, let's see what, you're, what you got going on. Uh, I got uh, three advantage, two success. Three advantage, two success. I'm going to say that I'm sorry, you said how many advantages and successes Three. you got? Three. Three. Three advantages to success. Uh, okay. Let's start with you, actually. Uh, so, yeah. You were basically trying to tell them that... I mean, when we boil it down, it's basically like... I'm sorry, I, I don't know what server you're talking about. Surely there was a mistake, right? Mm-hmm. Is that the general gist of it? Yeah. I think you managed to convince them that... Uh, there was never a girl. Um, <laughs> oh, no, so because... oh, my, my, my lie is not about to be, it's not trying to be like... Uh, uh, you didn't see what you thought you said. It's more about kind of like, like general obfuscation about like what, like, like kind of feigning ignorance about the whole situation and kind of confusing them essentially. Yeah. No, I mean, I was exaggerating. Okay. Like what I meant is that like you were their server this entire time. The girl that was here was just, just seating them and uh, she's busy with other stuff. Like basically there's no way that she could have stole it right gotcha. yeah. does that make sense yeah perfect sense. i, I gotcha. think you get that point across um how do you want to spend your, your advantages i uh, think can, can i can, I, can I advantage yeah. like I, the fact that they've like lost this thing and that they don't they, they now they're kind of convinced that maybe they did actually lose it it's making them really uneasy and wanting to maybe like go out and look yeah. for it yeah yeah so i would say like you could spend one advantage to like leave doubt um basically um and then two event uh for the rest of your advantages um one thing we could do here is you can learn like one of their motivations mm-hmm. um possibly right yeah um, uh yeah i like that so, so like I, I think i think in like um not only have i have i given them doubts as to the fact that even that they even brought this thing into the restaurant in the first place they may have left it before they got here but then I also like begin because of their activity looking forward to maybe they talk to themselves, like an idea of like maybe what that thing was or, or, or what they, their motivations are. So yeah, this woman is grabbing on mm-hmm. like the back of this guy's neck and like roughly steering the guy out. Come on, let's just go check the van. Uh, we couldn't have lost the map. So I think like you learn that I think at this point you have placed stuff together, like connected enough dots that you can accurately like surmise uh what these guys are about because this isn't your first rodeo uh with regards to this topic um the clothing the way they're talking um how they they're clearly foreigners from west sand um these are vault raiders uh as far as I should say that no one has successfully raided a vault, but that isn't to say that there aren't people that know of the vaults that aren't members of the few um, and who certainly haven't tried. Um, I think in mainstream society, these vaults are kind of like a myth, um, but there are still a few believers always hunting for treasure as it were, right? Um, And so map, uh, they're just 
their general demeanor and how they carry themselves and the fact that I, I would say you probably have dealt with this sort before these are very clearly vault raiders which in the mind of someone like a member of the few these are kind of like the lowest of the low they are they are an affront to like the civilized purpose of the of the few or civilized that way but like the the, the the core tenets of the few right uh so at, at this at this point i'm i'm kind of i, I look at the three of them and go well i mean you sure you didn't, sure didn't leave what you're looking for somewhere outside the restaurant? Maybe worth going out and looking for it. I kind of said that pointedly. If it's on us, we'll we'll figure it out, okay? Uh, and that came from the guy that um, was previously calm, but he is now clearly frustrated. The other two that you've been, the loud, brash ones, they're on their way out uh, to go check their vehicle and just leaving the two in the booth, basically. At this point, I'm hoping that Bao is coming up with the, uh, the order of the specialists that they ordered. Yeah, Bal shouts order up, and Liliana, the point of contention here, does the food running. Uh, she comes out like a moment later, uh, once you hear the order up, and uh, out comes the uh, food. So I, I kind of drift back towards the, the front register, but I'm still you know, keeping a, a sharp side eye out for this table and watching this interaction. All right. Uh, yeah, so she is giving her best smile as she is setting down this food. The other two are now quietly ch- chatting when the leader, basically, of the group, the guy, the calm one that's been talking to you, um, uh, says, didn't I see you earlier today? He's talking to Lily, who's serving food. She's like, uh, no, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, I've been here all day. It's like, no, I saw you earlier. You were staking us out. Uh, sorry, must must have been someone else. Um, and then she quickly tries to like leave out from the table, but the guy immediately uh, reaches out a hand to uh, grab her by the uh, wrist and spin her around. No, I saw you. So so I I walk over to the table and put a hand on the guy's shoulder, and I, I look down at him from from my you know again I'm not a big buff dude, but I'm definitely a little bit taller. I look down and so I I think you have something mistaken. At this point, uh, the bulge in the guy's jacket that you saw earlier uh, makes itself known as he uses his other hand to basically uh, draw his uh, pistol um, and he casually gets up from the table and he says, hey, hands off of me. And he still has a hand on Lily. Bao is kind of caught off guard. Uh, he is thrown by this action, this turn of events as uh, and you can see him through like the little viewport into the uh, kitchen there. Um, and he is clearly reaching for something. Your guess is probably a chef's knife, depending on his demeanor. And, uh, an instant later, um, as things are starting to escalate here, um, the music cuts as the emergency broadcast comes in. Um, it is a news report stating that the explosion in the sky, um, which you weren't outside for, is tied to the aspiration and that there is no need for alarm although all citizens are advised to remain indoors as high command and the commission investigates uh, what is going on right now thank you for listening to starshot a poke chapter poke was played by tom and the music you're hearing right now is courtesy of solid whose site can be found in the show notes Follow us on Twitter at StarshotPod to stay up to date between chapters. We'll see you in the stars.